Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Perspective, a show where we tackle paranormal and supernatural claims, belief in aliens, conspiracy theories, and pretty much any claim you want to bring us. My name is Ethan, and your hosts for the evening are Secular Rarity and Dave Warnock. How are you guys doing? I fucking love that intro. <laughs> My God, it's good. Isn't it cool, Ethan, I just, every time I see it, I go, my God, it's, it's like the, it's like a, any TV show you would, I mean, it's, it is hella lit. Yeah. It's <laughs> professional. It looks good. Did I you make like that? It, uh, Cynthia McDonald did. Jesus, that's good. Yeah. That is so, the graphics, the, the music, everything about it is just stunning. Every time I see it, I go, my God, that's good. I know it makes me really happy, and every time I hear it, I get like pumped up. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, here we go, showtime! It's almost as good as my intro, but no, it's actually better than my intro. I gotta say, because <laughs> we don't have all the graphics; we just got footage of me and Genevieve. But nonetheless, yeah, but your intro is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, we got like, that music, really, that, and that music, that music you can't kicks ass. What to dance mm -hmm. to? Cynthia made that too. She's she's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. Hey, no, Secular. No. What's up, bro? Hey, <laughs> hey I, I'm just here agreeing with you guys. I, I love both of your, your intros. Um, I even like uh, the pickup line intro, which uh, I think uh, happens on this channel right here. Uh, I 9 p.m. So. Central Thursday time, Thursday. At 9 p.m. Central. <laughs> and, and this Thursday, we'll be talking uh, red flags. Mm. So I actually need to put together a list of red flags. Yeah. That's good. That's a good. Is that idea. like dating dating red flags? Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, dating red flags. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought you were just just listing off countries that have red flags, but yeah, I think your I... thing probably makes more sense. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys uh, want to get into your first call? Let's yeah. do it. Wait, secular rarity. Do you have call in studio up? I do. Okay, so you can trigger it, and I can get out of here. Oh yeah, get out of here, man. Dave and All I right. got this. I'll see you later. Good luck. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, first off, I just want to say it. Um, Dave, I am I am so freaking excited to be doing this show with you. Uh, I was lucky enough to host with with Genevieve a couple of weeks ago. And, and yeah, I'm just so excited to be back. And, and of all the people, man. So we're, we're going to get right into it. We've got uh, we've got somebody calling from New Jersey. And by the way, folks, there's a number down at the bottom of the screen. Nine, five, one, three, six, four. 2430, I think it just skipped by. It's coming back again. But there's also going to be a link in the chat and the description. Oh, I got it right. But we got a caller now and we have open lines. So give us something to talk about. Tell us what you got for us today. But uh, right now we have Donna. And Donna wants to talk about uh, something kind of interesting that happened with you. Uh, Donna, what you got for us today? Well, my mom um, had passed in 2012, mm -hmm. and it was kind of a rough passing for her. She was also a person that kind of liked to be in control, and it, it was just, she just, I couldn't, I had tried to go through mediums to reach her, and I wasn't able to get her, and they said she's kind of, she doesn't want to come forward yet, she's not willing to do this, so I kind of got into an experience at the wildlife reserve that I volunteer at with, with the spirit. And it kind of caught my attention. And I thought, I think I want to go into this paranormal investigation and find out what it's all about. So I booked with um, Ghost Hunters USA and I went down to mm -hmm. Philadelphia to the Eastern State Penitentiary. 
and we just had a nighttime of activity and we ended up going into what I, I guess it was death row and we were having we were using these dousing rods and they were answering questions that we were asking them they were crossing for yes and being straight parallel for no and um, sorry, my cat is making a ruckus. If you can hear that. Um, so we were using the DAS, or the there was a medium that was running the part of our group. There was maybe about twelve or thirteen people in the group, and like I said, we were we were asking questions. They were there was appropriate responses, and all of a sudden, the medium said that she was starting to have a sense that there was that um, she was getting contacted by somebody in the group, and then all of a sudden over the ghost box, it said Donna. And then she said, well, who's Donna? And I said, well, that's me. And I tried the dousing rods and I was holding them forward. The, the spirit continued to talk. It was crossing appropriately. I could see that you can't really manipulate those. And all of a sudden the, the um, dousing rods turned back on me and it kept pointing directly at me. And I started getting like kind of nervous, like, what is this? I've never, I haven't used these before, but this is really weird. And I would shake them and reposition them and they'd turn directly back on me. And that's, that's when the Donna came through and the lady asked who, who Donna was. And um, I said, like, why is this going to me? And she said, well, I'm getting a motherly figure. She did the whole mediumship thing. She hit everything on spot. And then um, over the voice box, I heard my mother's voice say, we are here for you. And I had been sick for many years. I have a chronic illness. And it, it was like, sure, we're here for you to support you in this. Hmm. And as soon as she said it, I had this total ball of energy in my hand that shot up my arms and down the back of my skull, down my spine, my butt. Just like a total euphoria, like mm. kind of like if you, I guess, like, if you got a runner's high. Yeah. And I just kind of felt this total love and this total feeling of well being. And I swear to God, that voice was just, it was her tone of voice when she was young and strong and it sounded just like her. Hmm. Can I, can I jump in for a second, Donna? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, first off, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about uh, you losing your mother. I know that's always rough. Um, but when when you contacted this uh, this company, did did you by any chance tell them about your mother's passing? Did you by any chance mention to them even just kind of casually like, you know, oh, gosh, my no, mother passed. A... I'm sorry. Say... The people in the group, there was probably. 30 or 40 people total and we broke into five groups you know tens or whatever mm -hmm. and they just i'd be surprised if they even knew that my name was donna when i was standing there it was just you sign up you give them the money and you show but, up they give you an orientation but hang on donna you break up and but mm -hmm. donna you just said you signed up for it right wouldn't they have to have some method of contacting you and receiving money from you so wouldn't they have some like they'd have to have at least some information about you right well, just my name. Okay, so Donna. So, they had the, your name, Donna. Right, but that at least. Okay, so we know we kind of, you know, maybe maybe that person particularly that that was leading your specific group. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't introduce yourself, but like that person was from the company, so they they 
they probably knew your name, right? Um, well, you, I, I guess that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So, and, someone in their group had to know your name when you signed up and paid them money. Yeah. And they saw that your name was Donna. So they knew somebody in the group knew that your name was Donna. I mean, yeah. I think that's understood here. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and did anyone else hear this voice or was it just uh, the curious thing to me is does when, when someone hears a voice like that, is it just in your head or was it an audible thing that you heard with your ears mm -hmm. and would anyone else have no. heard it? Yes, it was on the, on, I don't know what you call that thing, an ovulus or whatever makes the words come out when you're investigating. Oh, um, EVP clear, or? Clear as day, Donna. And then everybody looked up and was gasped and said, who's Donna? Because mm -hmm. like I said, I, we hadn't, they hadn't acknowledged me as knowing me. Maybe they did. But mm -hmm. when they started, when she started saying, I'm getting this maternal figure and she, she had my mom down pat. And at the end, after I had that experience, I asked her, well, why would my mom finally come through in such a strong way? And she said, well, the dousing rods can focus the energy and allow her to be able to come mm. through finally. With with that being said, Donna, because um, I, I think this happens to me a lot. I know that I end up talking to just a lot of people throughout my day, like way more people than I realize that I talk to. Um, and I saw somebody at the grocery store last week and they said hey man how's it going you know how's uh how's this did you get did you finally get those shoes and i just i stood there because I, I didn't know who the heck it was and i was like you know how does this how does this guy know me i i i did buy shoes they they were delayed in shipping what and then he proceeded to tell me that two weeks before that i had also i had been in the same store mm -hmm. i mean it's a grocery store in my area and the guy also lives in the area. And apparently we had bumped into each other in the grocery store checkout line and we got to chatting and I just completely forgot about it. Do you do you think it's possible that somewhere in this whole journey, I mean, to sign up for this program to go down there? I mean, it takes a lot. You probably had to chat with a couple of people. Do you think it's even possible that you mentioned something about your mother? No, I'm sure I didn't because I went by myself. So I, I kind of like stick to myself because hmm. I didn't know anybody. And we, it was really very casual. It was my first time using that company. Mm -hmm. And um, we, had, when we were in the first section, one of the girls next to me got touched by something. And um, that spirit supposedly followed us over to death row. And that's who we were communicating with, with the rods before my mom came in. Hmm. That, that's really all that had happened before that. Um, so I, I just want to get, I would, yeah, I just want to get clarity on, on exactly what happened. You, you're saying that everyone in the group heard, um, again, how did they hear? You said it, it, some kind of a something it, where you hear it. Talk? Yeah. It's like EVP yeah, like or, or some type of, box. yeah, some type of technology that supposedly is able to, to, to okay. reach out and speak to the spirits and stuff. And so everyone heard it, heard the the name Donna. Yeah. Oh, everybody heard it. Yeah. Okay. And then what, what did you hear this, this mother, motherly figure say to you again? We're here for you. So um, they said, we're here for you. After the medium explained to me that she was getting these feelings, like the reason the rods were turning at me, she said, I'm getting a, a motherly figure, uh, 
figure and they she explained to me where my mom's room where she mm-hmm. sat how she died it was pretty amazing and then I was like wow I yelled out wow mom if that's you I can't believe you're coming through and then like I said that same box it was her voice it said we're here we are here for you and now did everyone in the group hear that as well yes every single person so it comes through this this box okay um did yeah did it say anything else um it was not directed at me but it was it, it picked up words like it usually does at any investigation it'll pick up random words but um like what doing it had um let's say like death or murder or um child things like that and this box just said these random words i'm trying to get a, a picture of what's going on there yeah i don't understand it myself but it is called an ovulus okay let's say the ovulus so everyone's in how many people are in this group um, the small group, I'd say there was about maybe 13, 13. Okay. And you guys are standing in a room, a big room or what? We were in an enclosed area, which was the entrance way to the to death row at Philadelphia um, Eastern okay. State Penitentiary. And so the ovulus started saying, speaking out random words, you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. And was was anyone else in the group reacting to those things like you did to Donna and we're here for you? Or did anyone else feel the same kind of connection that you did? So, like I said, like in the beginning, the girl that got touched, mm-hmm. the spirit that was supposedly was communicating with us had already passed to the lawn that we were coming over there and they had been interacting with her and she had a couple words, but I can't remember what it was. And then the lady that was using the dousing rod said, does anybody want to try these? So I thought, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I bet you can ma- manipulate these. I took them and held them in my hand. And the, the handle is encompassed by a circular copper tube that makes it impossible for you to manipulate the rod. So that's when they started swinging back and pointing directly at me. And I started getting that feeling of this euphoria feeling. Hmm. Did you, when, when your mother passed, Donna, did you, um, Mm -hmm. contact your, your local newspaper and do an obituary by any chance? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most people do. Right. Um, in that obituary, did you, did you mention personal things about her that people wouldn't know unless they knew her or read that obituary? No. It was just your random obituary. I didn't talk about her little. You didn't talk about nice things from her past or maybe maybe a maybe a sweet dog that she had or that that really fancy old chair that she kept in her living room. You didn't mention anything like that whatsoever. No, not at all. Hmm. How long? How how much how much time passed between uh, you may have said this earlier, but I may have missed it. Sorry. How much time passed? between the time of your mother's death and the obituary being written and this, um, this trip to the prison, how how much time, what was the time span there? Good question. I'd say probably five years. Okay. But she died in 12 and we did the obituary right away. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I went down there probably it was probably five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. So do you have your do you have that years. do you have that obituary with you like right now where you could access it, for instance? Mm, I don't. Is it is it possible? Is it possible that maybe there's something in there that you forgot that you put in there since it's been so long? Maybe there is a little bit more information that was available at the time? Yeah, I don't think so. I can Google it real quick if you want me to. Well, I mean, I mean, I just think it's it's that's always something that that I personally would do in these types of situations. You know, when when these things happen, especially around, um, you know, something that's that's obviously so, so traumatic for us. It's that's a big experience to lose somebody, especially so close to us like that. And it's understandable that in in the heat of the moment, because there's just there's just so much to do that maybe we just we just overlook something real quick, you know, or maybe we just accidentally said something uh, that that we we wouldn't normally tell anybody, you know, and and no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And and for, for me, I think one of the things that I would always ask myself in these types of situations, and I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, too, Donna, if. If it were possible, like undeniable, tomorrow morning, somebody could walk up to you, maybe one of the people from that company, and they say, hey, look, I, I'm i so sorry. I, I feel really bad that we did this, but we were totally pulling your leg the whole time. What do you think, what do you think would change about the way that you live your life? Do you think anything would be different? I don't think so because I don't really – I don't really doubt that. I mean, I, I'm a nurse. I work in the ER and the ICU, and I really am a good reader of people and situations. It's it's kind of like I'm fine tuned with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing. You know, there was like four or five different people that were going to go off with the group. So each group had a leader, and not everyone was a medium. There was just happened to be we went to death row, so they sent the medium down there. And she just, she wasn't there presenting herself like this is going to be a mediumship show where I'm going to demonstrate my powers to you. It was more like we were doing this investigation and this blip just popped up Yeah. and she, she didn't do it to anybody else and none of the other 40 got it either. So it was just a very random event that just didn't seem staged to me. Right. But, you know, I- like I, I know I'm a, so I know what you're saying, but the feeling that I had that enveloped my body i've never had before it was yeah. just it well what what happened after after this voice told you that we're here for you what happened after that i mean did, did the what happened in the group and what happened with the with the company that you that you signed up for what what was the result of this they talked they were talking about it. They went back and debriefed with the with the leaders of the group and we discussed it when we were sitting in, like on the final, like at, I don't know what time it was in the morning, but we all the groups met and we talked about things that had happened huh. and mm-hmm. it was brought up. But it you know, it wasn't like a huge event, but it, the lady was like it just seemed really legit to me. And I've used them before and I know the ones that are kind of full of it. And the ones that, you know, I know they've got a whole scam going on there with some of them, but I think some of them are real. And well, I just didn't get that. Well, it, what's, what's the name of this company that, that you yeah. paid to go on the thing with? What's the name of the company? I, I 
I believe it was Ghost Hunters USA. Ghost Hunters. Sweet. Did did oh, you yeah. schedule a follow up thing? Did they ask you to if you wanted to come in for a more personal reading and to get more information and and um, and pardon? No, they don't do that. They don't that, do anything like that. That was it. It so happened that this book was assigned to that room, and she happened to be a medium. It wasn't presented like this is a medium that's going to take you around the prison and bullshit you. You know. Mm-hmm. If I it wasn't that at all, Donna. If I could, if I could go back, just real quick, because I'm not, I'm not sure that I, I got an answer, and I wanna, I wanna know if, if, big if, but if somebody from that company came to you tomorrow, and they said, Donna, I'm so sorry, but we did make it all up. It's all fake. I'm not saying it is. I, I think you genuinely yeah. had those experiences, Donna, but I'm saying let's play the hypothetical. If somebody did come up to you and they said, we're so sorry, but we did, we fooled you. What do you think would change mm-hmm. about your life? What do you think would be different? I don't know. I, yeah. I've i had so many, I do investigations a lot. <laughs> And I've had so many experiences that I'm like 100% certain between EVPs and and people being touched and having goosebumps on their arm afterwards and seeing that. I really, truly believe 100% that there are spirits. So it wouldn't change my mind with that. I would just think they were a bunch of jerks for doing that to me. So you'd you'd still believe that the experiences that you, you'd still believe that ghosts and, and spirits and so forth were there? Yes. I've I've had friends come with me on different investigations. I've mm-hmm. gone on away trips like to the Stanley Hotel in Waverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come with me and they experience the experiences with me and we we talk about them and it's just it's just something you have to do. Sure. I understand what you're saying. I have, you, believe have, have you ever had someone believe it? Have you ever had someone like me? I'm a skeptic. I'm skeptical of these things. Um, Have you ever had Mm -hmm. someone like that go on one of these tours with you and have an experience that would change my mind, so to speak? You mean such such an all-out experience? Yeah, like hearing a voice like that, Mm -hmm. that I couldn't... I, I mean, if I'm in a group of people and I hear voices coming from the ceiling or from some box. Now, if it's coming from some box, I'm going to be pretty skeptical that mm-hmm. somebody's manipulating that. But if I hear a voice just out of the random uh, in the room and I can't deny that I heard a voice, um, I would have to pay attention to that. And I would want to know what that is. But at this point, I'm highly skeptical that that this would happen to someone like me because I am skeptical of it. And what I what I see and what I hear over and over is people who have a predisposition to believe these things and go into it mm. with with an expectation that they're going to see something, they're going to hear something. And I think in our in our human nature, um, we oftentimes hear what we want to hear or what we think we're going to hear. I, I'm, I used to be an evangelical Christian and I don't know if you are a Christian or not, Donna, but, um, are, are you, by the way, uh, are you a Christian? Um, spiritual. I'm not, I don't practice any religion, but I do believe okay. there's, a, there's a higher power. I don't well, know who it is. 
Yeah, um, I don't. I believe we're here. Um, we're humans. We're on an earth. And I, I tend to want to believe things that, that I can demonstrate are true that have demonstrable evidence. Um, but when I was a Christian, I didn't have that mindset. I, I believed things that weren't true, I come to find out. But, but I really believed them sincerely. And I operated in a way that I believed that I would talk to God and he would talk to me. We had this relationship. Looking back on it, I now realize it was a one-way relationship. I did all the talking. He never said shit. But I thought he did, and I wanted to think he did. And right now I'm in the process of recording my audio book. I, I wrote my memoir, and I'm, I'm recording the audio part of it. And I was just reading through a part today that, that I'm thinking of as we're having this conversation. And I had asked God, to uh, I had prayed to God for an answer to something that I really, really wanted, and I wasn't getting it. And then, lo and behold, I got the answer that I was looking for. And how convenient! Um, but I, I, re I remember, I remember thinking even then. But looking back on it, I, I think more so that as Christians, we just, in in terms of what we thought God was leading us to do, or are saying to us, it was pretty much what we wanted him to say to us. And I, I, yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that I know the, the syndrome that you're talking about. And, um, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm a very practical down to earth, logical person being a nurse. And I've seen so much bullshit in my career that I can call it pretty much, you know, on a dime. And, yeah. I just didn't feel like I was being manipulated. Are you, so you know, Don, are an, you an answer to your other? Question, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. An answer to your other question mm -hmm. about would, if you went on one of these experiences, would you walk away with, have I seen anything that would let you walk away with proof? Yes. I've seen EVPs that, which do you know what an EVP is? Mm -mm. Electronic voice phenomenon. It's when you yeah. ask, spirits in the room like questions and they answer it on a tape recording mm -hmm. and i've had answers come out that only fit the scenario and there's only a, the, these people in the room holding a recorder you ask the questions it's, and then you play it back and there's things that are appropriate on there in a, in a distant voice and that's there's no way they could have pre-recorded no but i'm asking you if, if you've had you say you've had friends go and experience things have you ever asked a friend who is like who who would say to you like if you and I lived in the same town I would volunteer myself. I would say to you Donna, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe any of this stuff's real. I don't believe it's true. I don't believe there's spirits. I don't believe there's ghosts. I don't believe there's things that paranormal and spiritual and let me go on one of these excursions with you and I'll bet good money to anyone that I won't see and hear anything. Um, have you ever had someone coming from that position who went on one and came away going, oh, my God, that was unbelievable. I can't believe what I saw or something like that. Yes, I have. I've had people that were very hard skeptics listen to the EVP playbacks or. Hmm. Like I said, hmm. you can't prove somebody was touched, but you can take their arm and look at it. and see <clears throat> They're goose. You can't create a goose bump, no matter how hard you try. Donna, can and I? You can't create the way they. 
can I jump in once more? Because um, we are, uh, we've got another call, and I want to get to that. And um, by the way, everybody watching, you can call us as well. You can talk with me and Dave. We got time. Uh, call the number. It's down below. You know what to do. Um, real quick, though, Donna, you said you were a nurse. Yep. Are you familiar with yep. what priming is? When somebody says priming? like priming, like the, the psychological phenomenon. Priming. No, I don't think I've ever heard that. I get to give you homework. I get to give you homework, Donna. Get ready. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do if you're willing. Okay. It sounds like you okay. have other really cool stories as well that I know people mm -hmm. like Dave and myself, Ethan, the awesome producer of this show, and so many of the wonderful hosts that are on this channel. They would love to hear more of these stories. I would love, though, okay. if you would go look up what priming is and then maybe okay. before giving us a call back, think if think about whether or not that had anything to do with this particular story that you're you're thinking of. Would that be something you, you'd you want to do with us? We we'd love to have you back. I'm sure I could. Yeah. When, like, how do I know when to call you? Uh, we are here at this awesome, awesome channel every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central. Same great time, same great place. But rotating hosts, so uh, these yeah. two great hosts won't necessarily be here, but uh, somebody You else. may not get someone as great as we are, but That's nonetheless, right. Right. Uh, there's some <laughs> other good hosts. <laughs> well, Donna, thank you. All right, you. I'll look it up. On the yeah, right thank you. Thank you, thank you for for hanging out with us, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your night. So, and thanks for being a nurse, Donna. Okay. Yeah, appreciate sure. your service. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. You're welcome so much. Bye, bye. All right, Dave. You know, you... I just, I just, I love this show. Yeah, and I, uh, the callers are almost every time they just feel like the nicest people. I know, I know. You know, these yeah. nice, sweet people who've had these uh experiences mm -hmm. and they're convinced of them and i just i, I just want to <laughs> i just want to go no just <laughs> just be a nice person and 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 live a a very you know a uh, life without yeah. having to without having to go down these roads i don't yeah. i don't know I, I i guess there's a need there that i don't understand and i'm not judging it i just don't understand it yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons that I ask so many people, you know, what what do you think would change about your life? Because a lot of times I do get an answer that basically says, well, not much or nothing at all. And I feel like that kind of. Yeah, that's a good question, though. Yeah. Um, if, if nothing changes, if somebody came to you tomorrow and could prove to you spirits aren't real or God's not real or aliens aren't real and nothing about your life up until now will have changed, doesn't. Doesn't that, that kind of seem like they're not there already? Well, it, it it also says that you're predisposed to want to believe these things. And if this company said, hey, we, we pranked you, uh, you know, uh, too bad, but we had a good laugh and we had a camera and we, we did that. And you're and, and you're not going, oh, my God, you frauds. Fuck right. you. I'll never do one of these again. Right. No, I think she's going to go out the next week and, and do another one because exactly. that's yeah. what she wants to do. And that's what she wants to believe. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, I, right. I don't, it's, I guess it's not hurting anyone, but at the end of the day, I come back to the, the statement. I want to believe as many true things yep. as I can. And, and 
not believe the false things. So I want to know what's true. Yep. And if you have a cool story out there, 951-364-2430, call the show right now. We've got another person. We have somebody from down south. This is Tom has has an interesting question, I think. Uh, Tom, you're on with you're on with Dave and Secular Rarity. What's happening? Well, I, I'm here in the South, as y'all said, um, Louisiana, and I'm from um, Michigan originally. All oh, right, right. And Michigan and Louisiana, like many areas of the country and probably the world, as you know, have like large cat legends. Like mm. when I was in Michigan, it was the Oakland County Panther. I'm sure you could still Google it today. And uh, down here in Louisiana, um, panthers or other large cats in the bayou so i'm an avid cycler cycling through um, a remote area and i came across a large cat and um, the cat crossed my path i cycled up to it it's a bright sunny day i got to like a good you know no more than like 10 feet from the cat it sat down on its haunches and you know i got a good look at it gray and I'm super convinced, absolutely believing this animal with its haunches on the ground, its head is about four feet off the ground. That'd very, a very large cat. animal. Um, <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd a cat. be a big cat. So um, it would be. It would be. A, it would be a, a big, big cat. And you know, I fumbled for my camera and wasn't able to get a picture. And you know riding home and thinking about it and i got online and started looking up bobcats because i saw its club tail and seeing the face of the bobcats i saw this thing's face really um close you know what i saw if it was something that unusually large it was like a giant bobcat which just doesn't exist right so anyway i'm getting to my point i was convinced i would you know swear in court this animal was about two to three times as large as it really was mm. and i'm convinced now that i was wrong i had other mm. theories like even like an escaped animal we have a neighbor that has a mara if you know what that is that sometimes escapes and another neighbor that has a huge land tortoise named Dumbledore. That has also escaped and gotten to our yard. But it just so happens the same year I encountered two other large animals that I didn't know lived out here. Mm. One was the river otter. And I didn't even know we had otters or even there were river otters. And I saw a river otter climb the road to get out of a river and, and in on the other side. It wouldn't want to take the tunnel. And it just so happened that 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 was like a Friday and the next day, Saturday, I was able to witness river otters playing in a, um, actually a, a lake shore and river otters are not like the, um, Pacific otters with their short little legs, breaking open clams on a rock. They have more substantial forelegs and that's what really threw me. But I was absolutely convinced this animal was, you know, like four to six feet uh, long but again that's two or three times as big as it was yeah same thing happened to me with the hogs we have 
hogs down here. I didn't know that. And, you know, I thought it was as big as the deer we have, but now I've seen a lot of hogs my first time I saw it. So anyway, my question is, you know, because I so nearly became a person that promoted the Bayou large cat myth because I was an eyewitness. I saw it. I saw this thing. I know how big it was. That if there is something maybe documented or known, like in a fear response or an excitement response or amygdala response that has a physiological effect or something of actually um, misleading one on questions of scale like that. You know, maybe yeah. this is just unique to me and my person. Yeah. But I, you know, you know, I, you know, I mean, like you hear of other people, they saw a thing and it was, it was this big and, For you sure. know, and I wonder if, um, if there's an explanation like that. Well, so first off, Tom, I'd like to say, I know that I myself, uh, am not an expert when it comes to brainy, thinky, smarty stuff like mm -hmm. that. I, I don't know if Dave had finished his degree or not since we last chatted, but, um, are those, are those technical terms? The brainy, sure. thinky. I, okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. that's, that's what all the, the doctors said. Sounded very but, medical. <laughs> but, uh, if, if I remember from the last time that I've listened to much smarter people than myself, I mean, uh, student Dr. Ben or Shannon Q or, uh, Forrest Valkai. I mean, these, these types of people that have actually studied stuff, <laughs> oftentimes what it seems to be is that our brains kind of suck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> our eyes kind of suck. Our hands kind of suck. Our ears kind of suck. Basically just top to bottom, your whole meat sack of a body is just shit. And there's, there's a blind spot like right here and there's a blind spot like right here. And this eye is actually going to this side of the brain and, and it's all kind of twisted up. And so totally, I mean, a hundred percent, it, it just so, seems to be the case. Yeah. You're saying you thought you saw these larger versions of animals. Is that what your question is? And your question is what's happening in my brain that makes me think this, because now you're you're saying I, I really probably didn't see large versions of these animals, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that um, I didn't see as large a version as I yeah. thought, and and I think that my experience is part of the shared human experience. You know, a little background. I'm I'm a math teacher, mm -hmm. and for years I've talked to students and built up a whole kind of wrap around what I've learned about the amygdala response, the gut reaction, you know, in that like a thinking fast and slow book that our brains and nervous systems have really kind of two sort of systems, like the system that tells me I need to jump onto the curb because this car is going to hit me. Mm -hmm. But what would take a lot longer in a chalkboard or a lot of paper is to find out exactly how that car would have missed me by eight inches. But if it had, what would be the physics of where I would have landed on the pavement and at what speed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think for um, math students, they, they, you know, can learn to sort of get over that and get into the slow thinking and the deeper thinking. And in my mind, I think those kind of two things are um, connected. What I had was what we call, a gut reaction and I 
then I, what I'm specifically at is I wonder, because in common, there, there weren't, like I had accurately assessed like the species, but completely got wrong the scale. Yeah. And, you know, like sometimes we see people that are scared or feared, like our um, pupils dilate, right? You, you see that in excitement. And, and I wonder if that enlargement is actually something that is typical in humans. Well, again, we, we're not experts. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you also had this suggestion that, that there's these large mm -hmm. versions of something there. So you're kind of already thinking about that and looking for that because it was suggested to you that these things exist. And and that's yeah, what back I... back to the priming you mentioned. Yeah. yeah, the priming, exactly. And it's funny to me that people that actually believe these things are real never seem to have pictures and we all have a camera. We all have a camera in our pockets now. So this, I mean, people are taking pictures of their breakfast and posting it on Instagram, but yet we can't seem to get someone to, to take a picture of some phenomenon. And, and I always find that a bit unusual, don't you? Well, I, I, I do um, to a certain extent, like in my case, I tried each time, but these things don't sit still, mm -hmm. you know, I am actually more suspicious when somebody actually does succeed, but there's only one picture. <laughs> and it's grainy and like fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's no scale. So Far you really away. can't. Yeah. Right. Like Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, but this whole suggestion right. thing, I remember when I was a kid in Boy Scouts, we had this camp we went to and there was this um, legend of this, camp counselor that had gotten hit in the head with a rock and turned into this unhuman thing. Mm -hmm. And he roamed the woods. Oh. They called him Smokey Joe. Oh. And that was told to us around the campfires. And, and of course, you know, I know that they did it just to, to spook us, but as a kid, you're thinking, Oh my God. And then all of a sudden you're on a hike and you hear a noise behind you. And someone says, it's Smokey Joe, run. And my heart was beating out of my chest. And I'm believing that this, this non-human camp counselor is coming to get me because he feeds on cal campers. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, I, the suggestion, the suggestive power that makes me believe something's true is, as, as Secular said, our brains, we don't understand how they work very well. I mean, yeah. and and that stuff can make us think and believe all kinds of things. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. And also it could be said that we do, we can understand that our brains don't work very well or very accurately. What you just said there, your heart was a beating, you know, like you knew you were in a, an excited state. And and I think one of the things I'm trying to reach for is that I would like that sort of be able to tell, I recognize the clues that at this point, I am being wildly inaccurate. I cannot mm -hmm. trust my own sure. judgment. Oh, yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the position we should hold. Yeah. When someone tells yeah, us something yeah. that's that's incredible then we should have the position that, you know what, 
I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold an opinion that it's not true until it's, until I'm shown beyond a doubt that it is. Yeah. And, and, and it's, I think it's safer to be skeptical and we don't live in as much fear. We don't live in as much anxiety. I mean, you know, we just, life becomes a little more simple. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it always kind of makes me giggle when, when people talk about, well, how do you, how do you know you're, you're not too skeptical? And it's like, well, skepticism, I mean, skepticism properly applied to any given scenario can, can be satiated, right? <coughs> you actually provide the freaking ele- uh, evidence, you know, for, for whatever it is, like, we'll accept it. That's the point. But I would imagine probably, Tom, when you saw this first animal that seemed to be kind of like an animal you knew, but also had these, you know, ridiculous properties to it. I'd imagine one of the first thoughts that went through your head was just like, wait a second. I've never seen a, I've never seen an otter this big before. That seems weird. <laughs> and that's, that's a good thing that we do that. Exactly. That's, that's a good thing that we base you know, any individual experience. And we say, we, we take that one experience and we compare it to other things just because the next guy tells us that it's right or wrong. That doesn't mean it is, but it's worth fucking asking their, their thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. I don't, I don't know that you can be too skeptical. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, this guy's so skeptical. Well, I, I am until you show me something and make me believe it. Give me evidence. Give me a compelling argument. That's all we're asking for. Yeah. You know, if this if this giant hog is in front of me, and you know, I grew up in Arkansas, not far from Louisiana, and our, our Razorbacks, man, that's the Arkansas mascot. So that's a real thing. These mm-hmm. these pigs in Arkansas, these wild. Mm-hmm these wild boars, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, the size of a house. Mm-hmm. But if I'm out in the woods right. and, I, and I see a, a, a boar coming at me, that's the size of a house. I'm not going to sit there and go, nah, I'm skeptical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe <laughs> while he, while he eats me, I mean, pull out, pull out a tape measure real quick, Dave, just double check. Be like, no, nah, that's about yeah. that. <laughs> no, I'm going to get the fuck out of there. He showed me. Okay. I'm a believer. I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, I mean, definitely in that moment, you, you don't have time to make a correction. You don't have time to double, triple check what's wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? I'm going to need uh, confirmation on and, this and from someone a, else. That's a yeah. survival response that we For sure. have. For sure. You know, to, to instill that urgency to save ourselves or protect ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, fear in that, in that sense, fear is, is a survival instinct. And so you know, run like hell. Yeah. And it's, and it's very beneficial in that moment. Right. I mean, because like I said, your, your, your eyes have all these blind spots and your brain just kind of essentially just fills in the gaps. I mean, it's not great that that's the case, but that's what it does. And without that, we wouldn't be able to survive at all. And in that moment where there's that pig charging at you, I don't give a shit how big it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's a wild animal that's coming to kill me. And my brain, if my brain decides in that moment, the right thing to do is to go, Hey, that's a really big pig. Like a, like a minivan size pig. Sweet brain. Make me run now. Yeah. You know, get me the hell out of here already. Um, and especially again, if, if you've been told in the past, 
hey, you know, there's crazy stuff in here. Bigfoot used to live in these woods or, you know, the Loch Ness Monster hangs out sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's... down here we have the Rougarou. That's oh. our Bigfoot. Ooh, that oh, that yeah? fun. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Rougarou, well, probably more like a werewolf than, than a Bigfoot, but it's a Bigfoot-sized man-wolf that, um, you know, haunts more like the piney woods of like central louisiana but like oh yeah. i didn't realize the that Rougarou, yeah anyone have pictures yeah we have Rougarou festival uh <laughs> not yet you'll be the first i share them. Yeah. oh yeah, i would yeah. love that i guarantee it's going to be like that grainy picture of bigfoot mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that circulates the internet i'd also suggest tom that if oh, you yeah, do I, ever get that yeah, picture I or video Call call us first before you go get your Nobel Prize. Okay? We want the scoop. That's we want right. the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, we absolutely appreciate you, man. Um, this this was great because I think it it gave us a moment to really talk about those weird experiences and to just be able to say, look, even when I had that, even when I had that experience. I still had a question in the back of my head and I pursued that question. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's why, I mean, Dave and I come to this the exact same place. You, you can't be too skeptical. There, there really just isn't a thing because there, there would be evidence that would prove that that cat is that big, right? We could mm -hmm. find that stuff. Right, yeah. Big mound of cat poop. Like we could find stuff, man. Um, but yeah, Tom, thank you so much. Uh, Dave, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, that's good. Good. Keep being skeptical, Tom. That's right. That's right, man. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed talking to you. I enjoy listening to the show. Keep doing awesome. what you're doing. Thanks for oh, calling. Man. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Oh, cut him off Oops. just Bye. a bit. But <laughs> I do, I do that all the time. I'm yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's so hard to judge it, man. I know. Just, you know, uh, but uh, we, we, we have somebody else uh, in the queue, but we still have time people. There is a number. It's going to scroll at the bottom of this screen. You're going to find it in chat in the description. You guys know what to do. Call it. It's really, really simple. 951-364-2430. Push the buttons. That being said, um, we also have a Facebook page and uh, a wonderful Discord. I'm going to be hanging out in the after show, um, Dave. I think I think you've got to you've got to get somewhere else. Um, but you you do something, you do something with a really cool person named Genevieve on Mondays. What is that, man? Genevieve's the best, isn't she? She's great. I found her. I did. I discovered her on TikTok, <laughs> and now everybody's got her on their show. It's that GD show, mm -hmm. and it could stand for Genevieve and Dave, or it could you could just say it's that goddamn show. <laughs> um, every Monday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, the fabulous Ethan Michael is the producer. Mm -hmm. So it's got this same quality. Uh, we do. We have interesting guests, um, and we uh, take calls, and it's a fun show. We, we try to make it more topical, um, and, and that means that – each week, depending on the guest, we talk about different things according to who that person is. Um, this coming Monday, for instance, we've got a woman on who it's, we're going to have to have all kinds of content warnings, but um, she experienced growing up um, some sexual abuse from a family oh, member yeah. and yeah. the church covered it up and it led her down a path of incredible trauma. And she's an incredible survivor 
and uh, one of the strongest people I know. So yeah. that's going to be a tough show, but a very important topic. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I think is so, is, is so awesome about the stuff that you do, Dave, especially the, the whole dying out loud stuff. I mean, it is, it is tough, mm-hmm. but it needs, it needs to be. I mean, we need to have these conversations more and more. We need to talk about this because, you know, one, we need to stop all that, all that fucking bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And two, we need to recognize this is the only chance we get. And we, we just got to, we got to have the best damn time we can. Carpe so. the fucking diem. That's right. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like, it looks like we have, uh, we have somebody here. Good. This is Sven. And he would like to reply uh, to your comment, Dave, about extraordinary claims and skepticism. I think this is somebody that's hung out with us before. Oh, okay. Uh, Sven, you are on with Secular Rarity and Dave. Uh, you've called us before, haven't you? I have a few I times. So. It's great year. to hear you again, man. Hey, Sven. Is it Sven? Sven, yes. S-V-E-N. Okay. Gotcha. So I guess just a dive right into it. Uh, I do agree with what you said about extraordinary uh, claims and people needing you know, choosing to not believe that initially. But I think there is something to say about when you try to tell someone who believes in the soul like me that there isn't one, that is an extraordinary claim in my view. Um, What's the claim? And so I think that, uh, that there is no soul or spirit. Oh, no, I think the claim, the claim is that, I think the claim is that there is a soul or a spirit. Because it's not something you can see. But it's something you you can sense with your, you know, your rational mind. Well, sensing, sensing, I would beg to differ, is not a rational mind kind of thing. Sensing is, is, is very hard to define. I sense that there's someone in the room with me. That's not a rational statement, and it's hard to verify that. I would definitely focus at least on myself and uh, okay. involving human living souls that are in people. Okay. Uh, and I guess it would just be to say that regardless of who the burden of the proof is on, your claim does have to be conventional, uh, convincing, like Galileo Galilei. You know, when he said that the Earth revolved around the sun, it didn't convince many people and it wasn't really effective until you know he had to prove that it did um so you, every claim has to be proven whether it's an anti-claim or a claim or has to be convincing do you see what i'm saying so does no does but go the, ahead go ahead secular yeah yeah because yeah, i think i heard i i believe i heard um peter singer speak on this once years ago um do i do i have to convince more people that the sky is blue for the sky to actually be blue? Does the amount of people convinced by a claim determine its truth value? Yes, you there would you would have to convince the grand census what is the color blue on the light ray spectrum to make the truth statement that the sky is blue. So we would all have to agree what blue is before the frequency of light that vibrates at a certain amperage does that? we determine the frequency of that light well that is where that is where tools would come in handy we could show the physical evidence that in the the order of light in the universe through our atmosphere uh is at a certain wavelength that wouldn't be in the same question 
So that wouldn't be in the same atmosphere as questions of the mind or of the soul that are still debated in philosophy of the mind. Okay. Because that can be shown with tools, but we haven't found the tools to show there is or there isn't a soul. So I I think we're we're just a little bit a little bit off here because I think this is really important because Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned about the claim being convincing. But again, it. I, I, it doesn't matter if the claim is convincing. It doesn't matter if, if one plus one equaling two convinces you of anything. It just is the case, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You do have to convince people of the, I, well, that would be, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. No, that where instead of a tool, you would have an axiom. You have to show that the property of identity is one. You still have to convince something of someone for that to have any meaning between two people, two minds. So you're saying nothing has has meaning in and of itself unless the confluence of people agree upon that. Is that what you're saying? Like it can be universally proven by my desk. um, The desk that I'm sitting at is made. The desk that I'm sitting at is made of wood. It's not really true unless the majority of people agree on what wood is. Kind of, kind of sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah. Do you think that's a good understanding? Sven? That would be true until you can, until you can uh, break it down to it. Uh, again, we would have the tools to break that uh, that wood down and see what its. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, elements would be. So mm-hmm. there would still be a way to measure that, and that's only you know uh, we can all agree that measurements are true. But, but I mean, where does that end? Because then you take right. it to, well, it came from a tree. Well, how do we know what a tree is? What if everybody doesn't agree on what a tree is? And, and what if everyone doesn't agree on what, an, or what the earth is? I mean, where does that end, Sven? Yeah. I made that rhyme. Isn't that cool? <laughs> where does that end, Sven? <laughs> what? It can only end with either measurements or deductive reasoning. Anything outside of measurements and deductive reasoning has to be up to. We don't have the tools to prove that. So, well, we have conventional wisdom. That's why souls and, are different and, than and concrete. Exactly. Concrete. And so, if we if we keep going down this road, we're going to be asking the question: Are we really here? Are we really even having this conversation? And that that gets to be a little bit too crazy for me, just to be honest with you. Um, because we have to go with what we have and what we know. So let's back up. Well, yeah, you, you say you say that there is that you have a soul slash spirit, correct? What is that exactly? Define that for me. Yeah. Uh, it is a a dualist uh, spirit essence inside of me that uh, makes me a human being with conscious and awareness and memory and the sense of goodness and knowledge. Uh, it's lots of things. So it's a consciousness. Yeah. It almost sounds like you're just describing like consciousness and identity. Yeah. Which I mean, okay, right, fine. This where this is where I, oh, go ahead. Well, no, all I was going to say is just, I mean, if, if really at the end of the day, what, what the, what the understanding that anybody has is for soul is essentially just consciousness or identity. Why muddy the waters mm-hmm. with different terms? Why not just call it consciousness? Because usually people who believe in a soul believe in a, a purpose, uh, a, a higher purpose to the 
order that we are trying to find in chaos. Um, and the materialist would not go as far as solipsism, but they would accept that we are all just conscious minds existing on this physical realm. And that's all there is to it. To Do the you... believer, it, there would be a lot more to life. Or, me... There would be a lot more to the physical realm than just what we can see. So like, what would that be? What kind of purpose would a believer with a soul have that someone like me, who's a materialist, wouldn't have? Uh, a, a very popular one, I think, that drives people would definitely be like an afterlife. We do sense that there is more to uh, living than just this plane. Why, why um, does an afterlife make this life more purposeful or valuable? It's a good question. Well, that would be very subjective, of course. Uh, but you're saying me, that it does. Yes. Tell, tell me why it does for you. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. Uh, I'm sorry. For me, my own personal belief, it, it explains the wickedness in the world, the evil, you know, why people aren't doing better in society when there are very obvious ways to be better. Does and afterlife you... explains that? I'm sorry, Secretary. I'm stepping all over. No, here. no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Honestly. An afterlife. Yeah, sure. A la- how does an afterlife affect good and evil on this in this life? I, I don't get that. Yeah. Surely because there is more to experience than pain and suffering. But how would that, so how would, if let's say we all three of us right now, just for the sake, we grant there is definitely a life after this one. How, how does that influence good or badness? Like all we've determined is that uh, there is an afterlife, right? Like why would that make somebody more likely to be good or more likely to be bad? Well, I would say reality, in my view, appears in a way to be escaping chaos. And, you know, humans with our individual spirit, we are trying to create order. And that is what brings maybe comfort or joy. And the earth is collectively trying to find order, um, not going into volcanoes and explosions all the time. And so the understanding of order and finding better and goodness uh, leads me to believe it's like a a trajectory, you know, going forward to betterness. So uh, the counter to that would be then um, if you if if I don't have a soul or a spirit, then my life doesn't have purpose or value. This this one life I know that I have. Or it has less value if in your belief. You have purpose. That's yes. We, we create many, many purposes throughout life. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't just have one life goal and that's the end um and so that's what we're saying we just people with souls or or believe in souls and spirits believe in more purposes than okay so materialist so hang on because i think that that's interesting it sounded like though that you granted whether or not somebody believes in a soul or an afterlife purpose can still be had and found in all of that is that right you're just saying that there's added purpose by some like a bonus, a bonus life, bonus, yeah. bonus purpose. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I if think it that's... makes someone have less fear and less anxiety, why not bonus purpose? Well, so so on the on the less fear and anxiety, I I'm a big fan of people doing things that that benefit them and don't harm anybody else. If if that's playing with a fidget spinner or or masturbating really hard every Thursday, I, I do your thing, bro. Like I'm I'm all for it. Um, 
the thing is, though, in neither of those situations that I laid out, do I have anything that's not demonstrable, you know? And when I say demonstrable, I, I don't mean just like a math equation or, or a test tube and a Bunsen burner. Um, there's a lot of things that I do to calm myself down. I listen to music. There's a lot of really good bands that I like. Um, but if the thing that I'm doing to calm myself down, if it's not demonstrably true, do you think that's more likely to lead to bad outcomes down the road than things that are demonstrably true that calm me down? Does that question make sense? Uh, it did, and I would say there isn't good reason to believe that either or could lead to better or worse. They both could lead to better or worse outcomes. Hmm. I don't know. So, so Sven, you believe in an eternal life after this one, correct? I, yes, I believe there will be a, a point of perfect order. Mm -hmm. Do you believe there's an, also an eternal damnation or the bad side, heaven and hell? Or just no, like I said, I think there's a trajectory and earth or whatever the physical universe we are in now is between the chaos and the goodness. I don't. So everyone experiences that after death, regardless of what you believe or how you live. Eventually, sure. Yes. So what's the point of this? Want, what's the point? What's the claims about the afterlife that can't be shown? I just. Well, I think any like claim about claim. the afterlife can't be shown. Yeah, if we're yeah, being yeah. honest, Finn, yeah. any claim about the afterlife can't be shown. Can we admit that? Uh, empirically, yes. But yes. I had started this with it. You know, it's, it's not an empirical measurement that, that we're looking Exactly. For. It's something you that believe. the whole point of the very first. It, it's something you believe because you believe you have a soul. And you believe that soul is going to live forever. And you, and you, you, I think you made the statement that that makes life have more purpose and meaning overall, correct? For me and for many people who are believers. Okay. But, but you said everyone experiences that. So whether you're a believer or not, what's the point of this life? If it's, if this life is what we know we have. 60, 70, 80 years, some people 20, 10, whatever it is, whatever the cards you got dealt. I don't know if you know this. I have a terminal illness, so my time is going to be shorter than I thought it was a few years ago. Um, so if everyone is going to, to experience this eternal life, what's the point of this life? To learn and to grow. Uh, this, this would be why you see a, a shift in goodness throughout the history of Homo sapiens. Have we, though? Step. Have we, though? <clears throat> uh, most certainly. I would say it is a near-world global consensus that slavery is bad. Um, oh, but there are, still people say, rape, yeah. there are still people raping and shooting in schools. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've wrestled this, the slavery issue to the ground. Yeah. I think as, as a species, most people, but there are still people who hurt and do evil. So how are we better? Mm. Uh, I, well, I, I just explained one, there are less of that. And there are also less of uh, oligarchs that are just blatantly beheading people at their front doors. Um, mm. 
there are many, many ways that you can see that global society has led to a more orderly place. And they're all trying to find that, whether that be through democracy or communism. They're all trying to find order. It it sounded like a moment ago, though, that you you said that it wasn't just about like like this life wasn't just about like this life getting better but like our souls improving and 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 getting better is that did i understand that correctly mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah what why i mean why 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 would what's the purpose of our souls getting better uh that would definitely be something i'm not comfortable claiming uh, that, <laughs> that is a let me ask you something, Sven. What's more valuable? I'm an honest interlocutor. No, that's good. You're great. You really are. You really are. We appreciate that. Yeah, Dave and I are just um, silly guys. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What's more valuable? Um, random rocks you pick up on the side of the road or diamonds? Mm, definitely subjective to the human experience. No, in 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 the terms in the in the world we live in now. In terms of dollars and cents, what's more valuable? What has more monetary value? Uh, in 2022 Earth, it, well, a diamond. Okay. Why do you think... No, no, I'm talking about the world we're living now. Why do you think that is? Uh, in America, They're both rocks. Because They're, both are, rocks. Mm-hmm. They're both rocks. They're both rocks. Well, mm-hmm. why is the diamond more valuable? Because gems, like because gems like art, can be used to be shown as a uh, figure of wealth. Okay, you're dodging the question. I think now you're not probably not being no, a, not. Really an honest interlocutor. Now, are you saying that there the, are? Are you they're saying rare. That there's less diamonds. They're than rare. Rocks. They're rare. I mean, there's a lot of diamonds. No, there's okay. not actually. They're very rare. They're only mined in very small portions of the world. And because they're rare, they're valuable. What I'm trying to say is that the more rare something is, the more finite something is, the more value it has. And to say that something... I think that's subjective. Okay. Tell me how that's wrong. You said the less of something there is, the more valuable it is? Yes. Generally. Generally speaking. Let me, let me put it another way. You're saying that a, a life that doesn't live forever has, is, is not as valuable. A life that doesn't last forever is not as meaningful or, or valuable. Um, and I, I want to say that that's categorically, in my opinion, untrue. I mean, would you want to eat a meal that never ended? Would you want to watch a movie that never ended? Certainly. Would no, no, you because you would explode. Uh, That's kind of being. That's kind of being. If you were going to accept that an infinite, infinite life can be lived, you also have to accept that there's an infinite number of experiences to live. So you can't say like. Well, if you watch the same movie over and over again, that's kind of no. I'm saying I, no. I'm saying if you're watching a movie, does that movie not have value because it ended? I said it wrong. Does that meal not have value because it ended? Yeah. 
Does that book not have value because it ended? To say that a life doesn't have value because it ends. Just as much value as it ended. Pardon? What's that? The experience had the experience had just as much value as it an ending. I'm more happier while I'm eating crab legs than I'm finished with crab legs. I don't like crab legs, so that that's not a valuable meal to me. Um, but my point is, and I think you're hearing it, you just don't want to uh, you don't want to allow me to to make this point. To, to say that my life doesn't have value because one day it's going to end and it needs to go on forever. I, I think it's exactly the opposite. This life we know we have is more valuable because we know it ends and every moment is more precious. If I'm going to live forever, but knowing it ends, the moments don't have when it ends. What's that? But knowing it ends becomes irrelevant when it ends. Oh, everything yeah, everything becomes irrelevant when it ends. Yeah, world. but that doesn't that doesn't. I'm talking <laughs> about I'm talking about when I get up every day, knowing that my life is going to end, and now with a terminal disease, I have that that clock sitting out on my desk instead of in my head somewhere. We all know we're going to die. Um, but the reality that my days are numbered makes every day more valuable. If I have this belief in my head that I'm not ever going to die, I'm just going to go to sleep and wake up in some other place, whether it's heaven or bliss or whatever you want to call it, but it's this eternal state of being, however that makes sense, which it doesn't on any rational level, then this life, these days are not going to have as much meaning. They're not going to be as valuable to me. Because it doesn't matter. I've got, I've got a hundred million years of them. Yeah, and I, and well, I, I certainly don't find that true. If I, uh, I, I value every day because it will be the only day I get to live on this realm and this timely being. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I, don't know if I call that a straw man or I don't know, but yeah, I, it, it does not diminish my experience day to day. But you did say it's still a once in the experience thing. But you did mention that there is more purpose and value believing in in this eternal life, this this continuation of, of living and so forth, right? That it provides certain people with more purpose. Sure. But it may not be there. And even mm -hmm. though it may be comforting to people in the moment, they may be ultimately just doing themselves and others a disservice. Because if we if we can 100% show this is all we get and when the curtains close on this stage, there is no backstage. If we can show that for sure, then everybody that was out there not taking advantage of every single second that they had, it's gone and there's nothing that they can do about it. And, and we, we wasted it. And I, 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 for me, if I'm going to if I'm going to live my life in a way where I'm looking at something like that and accepting it to be true and living that out in my daily life, then I just want some damn good evidence, man. Because otherwise yeah. I'm 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 gonna go cook a steak, I'm gonna go eat, you know, eat my food, drink my beers, go to work, and and I'm I'm gonna try and and carpe the fucking diem like Dave says, because this is all I know that we have. 
Um, now, hey, if 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 we can find out tomorrow, there's something next. That that's fantastic. That's fantastic. But without something concrete, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't have to be empirical. Well, yeah. Uh, but, my question for you, Sven, is why why is this life not enough? Hmm. I, I believe I mentioned tonight. Uh, would definitely because of uh, suffering and wickedness chaos in other words uh, because you're you're saying that if someone suffers in this life then at least they have the afterlife to look forward to is that kind of your point there oh yes if i had to live all this just to go through that suffering for a for a hundred years max oh i'd be livid mad as hell but if but no why would you be mad man What's so bad oh, about this life? Who don't get eight years because they uh, can have hunger. Like, oh, there's so much suffering and wickedness that if that's it, oh, that's a damn shame. You oh, would I, have know, to have some damn I know there's suffering. To prove to me that that's it for them. <laughs> evidence to prove what? That's what I'm trying to say. You have to, that evidence. There is a, a, that eight years for them was all that, you know, eight years of suffering for a child who died from malnutrition was, was all they got. And that was it. That's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, it's a you, bummer of a thought. So you wanted I I I'm just going to be honest. It sounds like you've developed along with many other religious people an ideology that makes them feel better about the chaos that this life is. And I think that's what religion does, whether it's spirituality or I, I feel like I've been open about that. Yeah, I think meaning is is, is yeah, very I think, damn good for people's uh, I think psychology. you I think you are believing something you want to believe because it makes you feel better, not because it's true. It's and, in a realm of things that are not anything to do with what you call truth. It's not empiricism. It's not deductive reasoning. It is. Oh, beyond, I can't. Is, I can't I prove it's that it's answer. not true. I can't. I can't prove it's not true, but I can say it's highly unlikely. Yeah. And when I when I say true generally i like i like that uh he's not very well known uh Aaron raw um but he yeah. tends to say the truth is what the facts are and i mean yeah i i i agree like what is is facts what's only true. deal in measuring order chaos uh, <coughs> facts will tell you what is the weight of gravity facts will not tell you why is there gravity instead of no gravity um, these are different yes, questions. Doesn't doesn't gravity exist because not. it's a warping of space time? Doesn't that exist because a false well, vacuum think, state went to a way. full vacuum state so and then we got matter collecting on like Higgs bosons and the the Higgs field? Right, like, isn't that why we have gravity? Aren't those facts? Right. But I'm speaking of matters of why would it not bend the other way and have the opposite effect? Uh, the matter. People, you know, but... Hmm? doesn't necessarily matter why it's not something else if truth is what it is then all we're doing is just describing what we what we have right right so it doesn't it doesn't matter if we have an answer as to why the ball didn't roll another way because we do have the answer for why the ball did this and that that's the truth but did the ball really roll that way? How do we know we can is trust even, our is eyes? Is there even a ball? Are we guys? even here? I mean, how do I mean, we so we can dance around. Questions. We can dance around this all day, but it's not very productive. Let's be honest. And if we're going to argue about whether 
I really do have a, a, a red hoodie on. Um, am I really here? Um, do you really exist? I mean, those to me are very, very counterproductive kinds of questions. And I, I just want to stay with logic and reason and what's likely and what's proven. And, and you really just, again, you started with the whole soul and spirit thing, which, you know, you're, you're, you came on saying, I'm making a claim that there's not one. And that's not how this works. You've made the claim that there is one. And you have not given any evidence that, that that's true. You've not given any evidence that there's an afterlife. We do know that we're living in this life based upon what we know of reality, which is all we can work with. So you're, you're doing a lot of dancing around with ideas that don't have any, any basis in reality. And at the end of the day, and from my perspective, which is what this show is called, not Dave's perspective, but the perspective, you have adopted an ideology that makes you feel better about this life. And I, 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 I know it's a security blanket. It's a warm and fuzzy but it doesn't make it true. And I want to live in a world and live a life that's based on things that are true, that can be verified and proven. And if you don't, then I can't help that. Um, but it doesn't make it true. And, and before I, before I let you uh, wrap us up here, Sven, I want to just uh, tack on real quick and just say, I understand um, I think when you say, you know, it provides comfort and it's helpful for not only you, but for other people as well. And I guess my response to that would be, I think there are things that are more comforting. I think there are things that are more helpful. And I think more people that want to have these types of discussions, the more of us that are correct and, and we are going for what's true, the more we can provide that comfort to ourselves and each other. And that's really where I find truth being so damn important. Very because important. When, when we right. can show it to be true and we know it's going to help, we can fucking help each other. And I just find that so valuable, whether that's subjective or not, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I find it valuable when we help. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> Spin, wrap us up, man. What you got? No, I just appreciate it. I've checked out that GD show a couple times. So, Dave, I. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, yeah, thank you. You hope everything goes well with your health and, and the rest of this life. Uh, I've enjoyed our discussion and no ill feelings. Ill no, not at all. And for... and you know you know my story. Then I mean, I'm watching my life ebb away. I'm feeling the strength in my hands and arms disappear. There are fewer things I can do now than I could do a few months ago. Uh, if anyone wanted would want there to be something beyond this life that I'm feeling fade away um, well before I, I would want it to, it'd be me. I would love for that to be true. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But wanting something to be true. And I love that you find comfort not in that. Pardon me? And I love that you don't need the comfort in knowing that. You know, well, I love that to, you, that's not a struggle you struggle with. Well, it's, thank you, but it's not because... It's not because I'm a better person. What I have found is that I've been able to provide some comfort for other people as I've talked about these things and faced my mortality head on and, and not um, disappeared into 
wishful thinking. I, I, I find that more helpful, like secular just said, that, that dealing in things that are true, it ends up helping more people in the long run because you can help them deal with the life that they're living in a way that is comforting and encouraging. And that's what I've found with my Dying Out Loud work. And that's why I do it. Well, Sven, we really Again, appreciate, I appreciate it. both you guys. I know it's getting late towards the end. I will talk to you guys later. Well, Bye. thanks for calling and thanks for watching that GD show. Call us sometime on that show. We'd love to yeah. talk to you more. Thanks, Sven. All right. I'm eclectic. I might think of something. We'll talk. Okay, about buddy. <laughs> Have a good night. Anytime. <laughs> bye bye. Dave, I think you, I think you wrapped it up really well, man. I, I, just cause I want it to be true. And just cause it makes me happy. It just, it doesn't matter. That's, and that's the whole fucking religious yeah. story, man. Yeah. We want there to be a heaven. We want to see mom again. We want yeah. to see my spouse again. We want to see grandma yeah. and it makes us, it's a warm, fuzzy blanket we can wrap around us, but yeah. it doesn't make it true. Yeah. Hey, there's Ethan. Hey, hey what's going on? where have you been? <laughs> Ethan, well, we glad you dropped in. We've been having a show, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you guys feeling? Oh, uh, good. For uh, after show, I got to get something to eat. I, I uh, if I can get a, a bite to eat, I might pop back in. All right. Well, everyone <sighs> else, secular rarity, and myself. Does my mic sound weird? So no, you you sound great all the time, Ethan. Oh, thanks. you look great it's too, man. Weird to me, but okay. Thank you to uh, our, our <coughs> patrons, Cindy Plaza, Left Right Left, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Philip Leach, Toast, Richard Gilliver, Sunset Sarge, Amit Matthew, Ray Sylvester, and Kyle Brewer. Thank you so much for your patronage. Um, Thursday, the pickup line at 9 p.m. Central, Hannah Vaughn and I will be covering red flags. Then uh, Monday, AVT returns again. For those that didn't see yesterday's show, uh, it's a new one with an atheist and a theist co-hosting together. Last night, it was Kenneth Leonard and uh, Dan from Dear Christians Podcast. Next week, next Monday at 8 p.m., uh, is going to be uh, Secular Rarity uh, on AVT, and he will be with Rick Lockhart, uh, formerly of In Black and White. And, uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. Dave, what do you have going on? Man, see, I always forget on my show to talk about what we got coming up next week. Every time, every single fucking show, <laughs> I'm in this conversation and we're we're and I'm looking at the clock and it's right up against the wall. And I just I end up going, and that's our show for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Yeah, you got to remember to plug your stuff, Dave. All I'm working on right now is getting this book out. I'm, I'm working on the audio book. I'm uh, waiting on the proof for the hard copy. The paperback's ready to go. And I want to get them all out simultaneously. So I'm, I'm uh, hunkered down recording every day. My voice gets raspy as I talk a while. I don't know if that's ALS or, or age, but so I can only do short blocks at a time. And so I'm having to to space it out, but I'm working through it and it's, um, it's going to be great to get that book out. I'm really, really pleased with it. It's, it's gotten some good feedback, good reviews. So I'm very happy with it. I look forward to it. Yeah. 
uh, secular rarity. I think I already announced what you have going on, but do you have anything else going on? Uh, I get to I get to hang out every so often uh, with the flagship show of the ACA, the nonprofits. There's a whole the bunch flagship of show. people. I've heard I've heard <laughs> this guy Johnny Johnny something. Uh, I was on one of the minor shows last Sunday. The ACA experience. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> but. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see if this, I think this atheism thing is a fad. I well, this dude, Matt keeps, he's on there a lot, but I don't, I, he just doesn't have it, man. I don't know. <laughs> you going to uh, get rid of him? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to give him another chance. Okay. Another, another 16 years to see if he can, you know, see, I think that's fair. That's pick up fair his game. And secondly, we got to, we got to hang out in Nashville. I did not realize you yeah. were there. Um, yeah. We're going to be out there again later this month. So oh, awesome. maybe, we can, maybe we can connect. Yes, yeah, get, please. We, yeah. Will, we will connect, brother. Okay. All right. Well, hey, like, uh, subscribe, all the good stuff, and we'll see you uh, Thursday night. Sorry. We'll also see you in the <laughs> Discord after show, right after this show. At- yeah. Good night.